The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Eugene Sion, President and CEO of Softion. Eugene, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. Great to be here. Well, thanks so much for making the time for being with us today. Before we start a discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. I'm a computer scientist by training. After receiving my master's in computer science in New York Institute of Technology, I ended up working for a company called IBM. I'm sure your audience is familiar with. Right. In my early days, did what we now call it as a big data under IBM Global Services to Fortune 500 companies. This goes back to early 90s. And then I had an opportunity to start up Softian initially as a consulting company, a continuation of the work that I was doing at IBM, and then starting in 2000 as a software company. So Softian is a 16 years of software technology company, but in the last, I will say, eight plus years exclusively in healthcare space. And the defining moment for us was that Back in 2008, at the time, our partners used to be Pro Systems, nowadays Dell, soon to be NTT Data, when they were asked to participate in an RFP at a contract with State of Massachusetts, nowadays known as Romnicare. Me and my team were commissioned to build a critical part of the system. So that is one of the early days of Soft Eon and our entry into the healthcare space, especially to the exchange space. Great. And could you take the next couple of minutes and just bring us up to date of what Softion does today? Sure. Basically, from the experience that we have gained from Romnicare implementations, we knew that the healthcare or health insurance, I should say, was going through some major transformations. It's the retailization or consumerization, as commonly being referred as. If we were to look into health insurance as being a consumer-driven market, very much like what was once the financial services or travel industry, Softian mission in that capacity is that as a trading partner, the largest trading partner, or better yet, as simple terms, as a wholesaler to the insurance companies, that we are responsible of marketing the various insurance products to the exchanges or to the consumer retails, if you will. And on the return side, we are responsible of providing those products and services as a white label brand, if you will, as under the carrier's brand to those individuals. So today, Softion serves over 60 health insurance companies as the carriers, or we call them the suppliers of the ACA, serving roughly 1.6 million consumers, individuals who purchased, bought their product on Obamacare exchanges. 
and Softion is the entity, the operations providing those products and services to the consumers all the way from initial enrollment to the monthly recurring invoicings and billings and collections and every aspects of insurance engagements other than the claims processing. So we are the white label platform used by 60 plus insurance carriers serving to 1.6 million consumers on Obamacare. Outstanding. And you talked about this consumerization of healthcare. I'm sure that means putting transparency into price and quality. These are all hot topics right now. Mm -hmm. What do you see some of the opportunities and challenge as payers try to provide transparency and consumerization? Indeed, if you look into any other industries have gone through similar experiences, I mentioned earlier about the banking or travel industry. What we are seeing in that effort, if you will, I'm going to use the term the farmer's market analogy. What we are seeing is that the, basically the first version of direct-to-consumer model as the farmer's market, meaning that the insurance carriers are looking to provide those products and services directly to the consumers. And I think the biggest transition from there is that if you compare that model to the more mature models, for instance, travel industry. Today, if you ask the question to Delta CEO about how many websites that you are able to buy at Delta airline tickets, the answer probably will not know how many sites are selling their products. And this is what we mean by the supply chain transformations altogether. The biggest challenge right now, unfortunately, ACA exchange implementation, many organizations view that as another application. Whereas in our thought, the ACA transformation or consumerization is more of a mind shift paradigm, a paradigm shift, if you will, in the way that you market and service your products. It's no longer that one-stop all. What we are seeing is that traditional supply chain transformations that the various value-added products and services are being introduced and delivered to the consumer in the format that they expect, in the place and time that they expect. And that requires a lot of insight and knowledge to building and operating consumer-friendly websites, consumer engagement tools, guided shopping tools, ongoing consumer engagement, let it be invoicing, billing, collections, and everything else. As we are custom as individuals today, doing online bankings or buying our next ticket on Expedia, the expectation from consumer side from the insurance companies is no different than the expectations that they have set up with, uh, let it be shopping on Amazon or on eBay. So they're looking for a real-time, interactive, consumer, user-friendly platforms altogether. And that has been the Achilles heel for insurance industry in general. If you look into the any surveys conducted by Gartner's Foresters and others, the health insurance carriers always been systematically got the lowest grade in terms of the consumer engagements are concerned. So this is a compilation of all the challenges altogether too. So we believe that part of the confusion in the current marketplace as it relates to the exchanges and that some of the carriers being so successful, some are not being so successful, is directly correlated to how they approach to the ACA in the first place. Great. Eugene, in what way do private exchanges offer employers a greater sense of ownership over their health insurance coverage? 
Well, I think the private exchange is, is the element of consumering. I think it's the ultimate, the final form of consumerization, the way we see it. One way that health insurance is going to be successful, let it be bending the cost and whatnot, will be making the consumer a stakeholder in the process. And what we are seeing, and we were seeing this thing before ACA, and now we're seeing that pendulum being swing back to the private exchanges after three plus years of getting the ACA public exchange space is being corrected and everything else. Private exchanges ultimately makes the consumer, the employees as a stakeholder. It is no longer just a decision of the employers in terms of selecting the proper health plan for their families and dependents. What we are seeing in that market, basically the individuals are being more responsible and the employers take in things like defined contribution, other methods of financing the health plan or insurance coverage altogether and therefore empowering the consumer all the way from pricing to the type of benefits that they want to use and whether they want to lean towards a more catastrophic, high deductible, low premium plans or to the more rich plans with a high premiums, low deductibles. And simply the private exchanges empower the consumers for the product and services, what is best suited for them. And we believe that private exchanges is the long-term viable platform or viable way of shopping and purchasing and consuming healthcare products. Perfect. And just so everybody's on the same page, could you clarify the difference between a public healthcare exchange and a private healthcare exchange? Sure. The private exchanges, in our view, as we just mentioned, that was happening, in fact, before ACA, you can call them a high deductible health plans where the consumer were empowered to pick and choose any product benefits, if you will, package that from the insurance carriers. So primary owner and operator of private exchanges were either the health insurance carriers or the brokers like entities, including organizations like eHealth and whatnot. Public exchanges is a phenomenon obviously introduced to the market by ACA, primarily where the owner and operator of these consumer retailers, if you will, or e-commerce website, if you want to call it, are the public entities, meaning federal and state governments. And these are the exchanges, marketplaces introduced as a direct correlation to ACA altogether. In a broad stroke, if you will, review the public exchanges is our own and operated by the federal and state entities, whereby the private exchanges are owned and operated by the private organizations altogether. One distinction will be in terms of looking to the consumer demographics, public exchanges are the only place that you're able to buy a health insurance product, health insurance policy, and whereby the policy could be partially and wholly subsidized by against your tax credit or commonly referred as the advanced payment tax credit or subsidies, APTC. That option currently is not available in private exchanges, but we believe in the near term that option will be available on private exchanges as well based on some of the early readings that we are getting from the CMS and whatnot in terms of making the subsidy eligibility as an option that could be also available for private exchanges. But ultimately, private exchanges own and operated by the private entities for selling any products for that matter, not just the ACA compliant products. Perfect. What are some of the key implementation and setup decisions that employers thinking about a private exchange must consider? 
key thing in here is the choice and empowerment, really, is that there are many, many studies in this space altogether, too. Too many choices is also not a good option altogether because it just simply creates a lot of confusion and chaos in the marketplace. So from the best practice point of view, we see that we call it a kind of a cafeteria plans where the employers are able to pick from three to five different products, depending upon the subsidies, um, so depending upon the premiums and the benefits eligible availability from each one of those product levels. The limiting the choice to three to five is the sweet spot as we call it all together. And the second one is empowerment, meaning that consumers are basically are responsible of their well-being. Let it be through different kind of wellness programs or other type of engagements that could be offered through private exchanges. And that could be from shopping for a product, meaning that the doctors or a pharmacy products being as a price transparency is being a one tool available to them. But other type of engagements, being able to do certain things on their own, just like adding a dependent, removing a dependent from their policy at the right time, or being able to even change their coverage type. So those are the type of empowerment tools that are basically critical to the successful implementation of the exchanges, private exchanges. And then perhaps the one underlying big component is the education because the consumers for so many years that they are kind of disfranchised from the healthcare business. The healthcare has always been decided upon your employers and you as an employee, you just follow what you were provided to them or being selected by your employer. Future trends, what we are saying as employers, kind of taking a little step back, defining their contribution, indicating let it be a percentage amount or the fixed dollar amount towards the employee's premiums altogether. And then the employees are stepping up and taking over that process going forward basis and becoming a basically a decision maker. So any tools around communication or teaching the consumer or employees to be incentivizing them, so to speak, towards a wellness program so that their premiums can be in fact possibly even reduce as a result of a good behavior. Similar type of things that we see from the, for instance, car engines. If you're a good driver, your premiums go down. I think that similar type of creative, innovative, data-driven approach, if you will, is going to be the cornerstone of risk-based healthcare in the U.S. And I think that private exchanges will be the ideal platform for that. Great. And as we change our mindset then from employers to a health plan, what are some of the primary implementation considerations a health plan must perform when implementing a private exchange solution? So I think the foremost thing is we always say it in here, what made you successful last 20 years or 10 years, not going to guarantee your success for the next 10 years. So the foremost thing that I think the insurance carrier needs to evaluate where they stand, what kind of products. Do they want to be a Walmart or do you want to be a Target or do you want to be a more upscale brand, if you will? So the foremost is where in the demographic you wanted to target audience. So what is the best product in your services that you have. In other words, if you are a Medicaid-based health plan, perhaps you will focus on the low end of the market where the exchanges could be viewed as a purely a price shopping, price competitive, if you will. Or you want to be a more service-oriented organization. So that is the fundamental component about aligning the core competencies of health plan with the markets that they go after. Once you define that market segment, the next thing that needs to be viewed as how many retailers, how many distribution channels do you would like to be? If you've gone to be just a self-brand by yourself, that's fine. Or is that product you want to be able to sell it through multiple exchanges? 
case in point, you can have Apple has Apple stores, but Costco probably sells more Apple phones than the Apple stores it sells to. So that's where the consumers are coming to. Once we understand the consumers, once you understand the price point, I think then the next question becomes about who are the partners that I need to be able to bring into my ecosystem altogether that I can build a distribution channels. There are many books in that topic about successful distribution channels, transformations. One comes to my mind is Jeffrey Moore's Crossing the Chasm and the Fault Line in the early days of kind of outsourcing and whatnot. So these are the critical questions that the health plans need to look at it. But above all, I think the notion of private exchange, it is a business mind change, not just another application that they have to embrace upon because they may have to do many, many changes or adjustments. One being, for instance, the most of the core technology today in place by the primary insurance carriers today, they're all batch-based. There are very few systems that are in real time. So imagine the consumer experience. If you were a health plan operating on the exchange platform, imagine the days of the Expedia, how successful Expedia will be if you have to wait for three days to confirm your seat on a plane ticket that you purchased. I don't think that Expedia will be as successful if the consumer had to wait for three days to confirm your seat. Unfortunately, with all the delays and the disconnects within the health plan technology platform, nothing is real time. So... There's a lot of information that has to be taken into consideration about creating that ultimate consumer experience. So the key question again then becomes about I as a health plan, putting the consumer in the center of it, what part of that consumer interactions that I am able to do to sell in my core capacities and what are the other partners that I need to bring in where our technology, our services doesn't meet the consumer's expectations. So are there any companies? And that's really the biggest value point that Softium brings into our health plans, that partnerships and putting consumer in the middle where Softium brings certain core capabilities and we leverage and extend the capabilities that are existed on the health plan markets altogether, ultimately putting the consumer in that driving seat. Awesome. Thank you for that. Eugene, Intrepid Now, we're introduced to Softion through the healthcare executive group. Will you please elaborate on the value that Softion has found in sponsoring an organization like the healthcare executive group? Well, I think the healthcare executive group is a very unique, I'm sure that you heard that many times, your audience, but they are truly unique in the sense that, number one is, the focus is on the problem and the solution. It's not about selling, it's not about influencing, but it's about looking at the landscape, looking at the direction of healthcare, and how can we, across the board, both on the supply side, a lot of the insurance carriers, or the tools and services and products that are provided by the vendors like Softia. So Healthcare Executive Group, it provides a very nice platform for us where we are able to meet once or twice a year with some of the most innovative out-of-box thinkers, if you will, about the current and future problems as we anticipate and enables us to travel or skate towards where the puck is going to be and then the members of the healthcare executive groups, and there are some from the healthcare payroll markets, there are some from the vendor space, there are some from thought leaderships uh, like Gartner's and other consulting agencies that are 
advising both the carriers as well as the vendors about the future state of. So the healthcare executive group really is the platform where these all three groups of individuals come together, people come together, and and able to anticipate and defining a problem and basically planning for a solution for the problem in the years to come. So it provides a very nice, very interactive, open-minded conversations. We always feel that every one of the conferences we've attended and the sponsors. So we are, once again, we're very proud and privileged to be part of the HCAC, as we call it. And we're looking forward to having another, you know, the insightful, engaging event in New York in just about a week. Outstanding. Eugene, what's next for Softion? What are you working on to further enhance the business of your customers? So we believe the ACA was a really an acceleration. It put a kind of put the metal to the pedal, if you will, about the consumer's way of buying and consuming healthcare products altogether too. And then that put a tremendous amount of strain on insurance carriers and forced them to evaluate their core competencies and technologies that what they built. And we're seeing that already changes in the leadership across the board and among the healthcare plans altogether too. We we believe the next iteration of this effort will be basically twofold. One is we're going to start seeing as a result of the consumer's expectation to be more real-time. So we're expecting a lot more real-time systems and services to be available from the carriers. And then Softion, in that capacity, we are positioning ourselves, if not already, as the major intermediary between the various trading partners, a lot of the insurance exchanges where the consumers are buying consumer products for, and then the suppliers, as we call it, on the supply side, the insurance carriers being the suppliers. So the real-time time nature and then the amount of the data the velocity of the data, variety of the data is being the biggest challenge in the healthcare space. So that's one group of challenges that we see it all together too. And of course, we're seeing a lot of augmenting technology challenges up there too. Things like adoption of blockchain, for instance, for having access to the critical data and being able to share the critical data. Critical data meaning that it could be clinical data, it could be financial data, it could be enrollment data among the different parties without compromising the security data. So that's one area that is really interest to us. The other one is we're also seeing that very big interest, if you will, about the different parties. They are interfacing with one another. Once again, intermediary platform, being able to exchange the data in a more frequent basis between the hospital, insurance carriers, and brokers, and employers, and then being able to make some sound decision based on the accuracy of the data, for instance instance, how do I know what population of my employees at risk with a certain type of wellness or care program that can benefit the employee attendees all the way to the claims reimbursements and whatnot. So overall, the data is becoming a critical role. So the real-time interactions, API level, as we are calling the API economy, has been the next forefront of healthcare technology. And the second thing is collecting the data and how to make the right sound decisions out of the data. What data? Data itself is very dumb. You have to ask the right question to the data to get the right answer. So that's what we are focusing on, what we call now big data as well as the real-time technologies, combining and aggregating the data from multiple sources and providing the consumer the feeling of one look and feel, one member view, as we call it. All right. And for those listening now, I want to urge you to go right now to www.softheon.com. That's S-O-F-T-T-H-E-O-N.com. 
bookmark the site, learn more about what they're doing, and keep up with what they're doing as they're right on the forefront of really making these exchanges work and helping plans implement consumerism, which I'm very excited about. And I know based on previous guests and the feedback we got, our entire audience is very excited about the consumerization of healthcare. Eugene, it was so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by, sharing your great wisdom with us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It was certainly our pleasure. That wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guest, Eugene Sion. I'm Joe LaBelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.